Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. We must be careful that we don't baptize Christianity in the American culture. The American culture should be influenced by Christianity. But oftentimes, it's the other way around. It's been said, greed never rests from acquiring of more. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet. Do you ever find yourself struggling with greed and envy? In our materialistic society, it's hard not to struggle with these things. Our culture tells us that it is perfectly acceptable and good to aspire for wealth and excess. However, in today's message, Pastor Ed carefully points out that we must not compromise our Christian values for the greedy ones of America. Rather than being influenced and adopting our society's sinful ideals, we must work to influence culture with Christ's love. Now here's Pastor Ed with part one of today's message entitled, Be Rich Towards God. Building in faith. Jesus was a preacher like no preacher. I mean, he spoke like never a man spoke, the Bible tells us. You'd listen to him. And you'd listen to the greatest speaker that ever lived. He talked about things in heaven and in earth. Things that dealt with our eternal well-being. But yet there were some people who didn't hear him. The message just went right over their head. He was speaking some of the most important things ever said. But yet, they were deaf to it. They were distracted. In the Gospel of St. Luke, the 12th chapter, verse 13, we're going to stand together and open to Luke 12, 13. We have the picture of a grasping heart that loses it all. A grasping heart that tries to take and in the process of trying to take and get and have more loses everything. Luke chapter 12, verse 13. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me judge or an arbitrator between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, 
What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then you will get what you have prepared for yourself. This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich towards God. A title maybe if you were to write a novel about America might be titled The Tale of Too Much. You could subtitle it Supersize Me. One of the discouraging things when I went to England and into Europe and to Africa was to see the people there. They were so thin. You know, everybody was thin. I think one of the shocking things for a European or someone around the world to come here to America is to notice how fat we are. Two-thirds of us are overweight. When you look at how we consume food and our lifestyle, and you think about how the rest of the world lives, there's something wrong. One third of the world is starving today. One third. Two thirds of Americans are overweight. You know, if you were to take the top 10%, the top 10 richest percent of people in America and in the world, do you know how much money you would have to have to be in the top percent in the world? $61,000 in assets. If you're worth $61,000, you're in the top 10% of the richest in the world. One out of every six people worldwide lives on less than a dollar a day. Think of that. You spend more than that on a cup of coffee. More than, less than a dollar a day. America bought over two billion pairs of imported shoes in 2004. That means the average American in 2004 had seven pairs of shoes. Some of you, I dare say, if I looked in your closets, would exceed the average. How many people in the world don't have a pair of shoes to wear? When I was traveling into New York the other day, uh, other week actually, I was going in to see Pastor Lou at that time, he was still in the hospital. I noticed as I was going and taking the train in, signs 
for storage. And one sign read, a home to keep your stuff. A home to keep your stuff. There are 40,000 storage units in the United States today. And it's a growing industry. More and more people are finding that they don't have enough room in their house for their things, and so they rent storage space. In 1973, it was about 1,600 square feet, the average home. Today, it's 2,400 square feet. And yet we don't have enough room. And our families are smaller, less living in a house, than back in 1973. I think that Jesus' words especially apply to us today. Be careful, be watchful about greed. We want more of what we already have and what we already have enough of. It's an insatiable appetite for more. Greed is like that self-destruct button. Once you push it, spiritually, in every way, you're on a self-destruct course. In America, we're not doing anything to help our children live differently. Do you know that a child that's two years of age 26% of them have televisions in their room. 26%. Advertisers spend $15 billion a year telling children what's hot and what they should buy. And the average child sees 40,000 commercials a year. A child will recognize logos from companies by 18 months of age. And by two years of age, they'll be able to say what that brand name is. We are a country who is greedy. We're consumers for more and more of what we really don't need. Jesus was preaching. And in the audience, we're told there were thousands of people. But some didn't hear. The message went right over their head. It never touched their hearts. We read of the spiritual opportunities that were lost by some. In verse 1 of chapter 12, Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered, Jesus began to speak. But while he was speaking, some minds were wandering. How many know it takes discipline to listen to a sermon? Some of you need to practice it. (laughs) It takes discipline to gear your mind and to listen. And there Jesus was preaching. And you see, greed negatively impacts our ability to hear God's word hear God's voice. In Luke 12, 13 to 14, someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, Tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, a man who appointed me, 
a judge or an arbitrator between you. Now, this was probably the younger brother, and he was upset that his older brother, who according to Jewish law, received two-thirds of the inheritance. And somehow, maybe he felt he was being gypped out of his one-third. I've observed over the years that sometimes funerals don't always bring people together. Sometimes they divide people. They fight over the inheritance. Well, I always like that piece of china. I wonder how much that vase is worth. Let me, you know that furniture? I'd like to have that in my house. Uh, you know, on and on, we want, we want, we want, we want, we want. Something happened in this household where they were divided. And while Jesus is speaking, this man makes his way to the front, stands up, and says, Teacher, settle the dispute in my house. Now, rabbis would settle disputes. They would help people make things right. And so maybe the man was expecting Jesus to fulfill this role of rabbi, but Jesus refused to get involved. The man missed what he was talking about. And sometimes in our culture, we're so captured by wanting things, pursuing a lifestyle, trying to get this and to get that. God speaking to us and it goes right over our heads and it never touches our hearts. Jesus warned about that in the parable of the sower and the seed. In Mark chapter four he says, the seed that fell among thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. Sometimes we're so busy climbing up the ladder of success. We're so busy trying to get this and trying to get that and trying to accumulate more and more that we miss the eternal purposes for which we were created, that we miss why we really are here in this life. Jesus gave a necessary warning of greed in a culture that would be equivalent to a third world culture today. They didn't have very much at all. But he warned them against greed. Whether you're rich or whether you're poor, whether you have or you have not, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're exempt from greed, covetousness. You see this necessary warning in verse 15. He said, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. We measure a person by what they have, how much they have in the bank account, how much is he worth, how much is she worth. We measure them by their social position. Oh. She has this position. He has that position. God doesn't look at any of those things. 
He looks at the heart. And Jesus is be on guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. When greed captures your heart, it's like a vice that holds on and it won't let you go. The more you have, the more you want. You're never quite satisfied. It's like trying to quench thirst with salty seawater. The more you drink, the more thirsty you become. In Colossians, Paul the apostle said, put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Some people have a God other than the God of heaven, even though they call themselves Christians. Because they bow down at a God of their own making who's supposed to meet every whim and every desire. And they take their greed to God and say, oh God, give me this and give me that and give me the other thing. Never understanding the heart of God. Never even thinking about how Jesus lived in this present world. He said, the foxes have holes. The birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Peter, at the gate beautiful, at the temple, the chief apostle of the early church says, silver and gold have I none. We must be careful that we don't baptize Christianity in the American culture. The American culture should be influenced by Christianity, but oftentimes it's the other way around. It's been said, greed never rests from acquiring of more. It never rests from the acquiring of more. What's life's real purpose? Luke 12, 15. Then he said, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Now, remember, he's speaking to this man who's concerned about his inheritance, who's concerned that Somehow he's going to get the short end of the stick. Somehow he is going to be wrong. And he wants to make sure he gets what's his. He doesn't care about his relationship with his brother. He doesn't care about his relationship with others. He's not going to take the offense and just go on. Real life is not measured by how much we own. Luke chapter 12, verses 16 and 19. I'd like you to put the text up on the screen. Now notice, I'm going to read through the parable. It's short. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place for my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. 
I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take like Eve easy. Eat, drink, and be married. Notice how many times he says, I, my. He has this monologue with himself. He had a great miracle from God, a miracle of abundance, good weather, sun shining, rain coming, ground producing, bumper crop. And he takes that miracle and he spends it on himself. He thinks about no one else. Sure. He was a hard worker. You could see on this farmer's hands his calluses. You could see on his hands years of hard work. Sure, he was a good saver. He was a good businessman. Anybody in the community knew that. But still, everything we have is a gift from God. Everything we have belongs to him. And we must recognize that we're stewards. And this man took everything and used it on himself and thought about himself and contemplated about himself. And he wasted a miracle. God put you where you are and he gave you the brains that you have and he gave you the abilities that you have. And recognize that everything that you have, you're going to be accountable to God for. We're going to give account of our life to God. This man is not even thinking about God. He's having a discussion with himself. God reads the heart. God knows what's inside of us. He knows our thoughts. He knows the conversations that we have with ourselves. As you're driving the car on Route 9 or Spack and Kill Road, you talk to yourself or maybe in the shower or wherever you are. He knows and he hears those conversations that are going on between you and yourself. Here's this man not thinking about others. His barns are large. He stuffs all he can get in there and he realizes this bumper crop means they won't go in there anymore. So instead of spreading the blessing out, he says, I'm going to tear these barns down and build bigger ones and just put it all in there. Life is not about acquiring more and more and more and more and more. An older man talking to a young man who was just starting out. And he said, what do you want to do in life? He said, well, I'm going to get a good apprenticeship. And then, well, I'm going to get a good job, paying good money. And then, well, I'll get a family and build my family and make a lot of money. And then, well, retire. And then... Well, I guess die. And then came the pointed question. And then. And then. And then. 
when we stand before God, what is he going to say? I'm thankful for Pastor Lou Iannone. He loved the Lord. I remember talking about Lou, and he invested his life in riches towards God as well as wisely tried to plan for the future. The Gospels are Grand Central Station for learning about Jesus, which is the single most important part of our lives as Christians. Please join us each day as Pastor Ed teaches through the Gospel of Luke. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith.